Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, because of its invasion of Ukraine, Russia has been subject to all sorts of sanctions, but diamonds have somehow escaped this sort of attention. The trade has slowed, but it's quite possible that diamonds from Russia are on sale here. Ronan Campbell is a diamond and gemstone specialist at Design Yard. Afternoon, Ronan. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me today. I I suppose to make sense of all this, Ronan, you're going to have to explain to us how the diamond trade works, really. Yeah, well, it's a, it's quite a large industry and there'd be quite a lot of powerful players involved in it. Um, so basically, diamonds would be dug up out of the ground in many countries all around the world and then shipped to different diamond uh, cutting centres around the world like India or Antwerp and then from there on sold off in smaller batches to either uh, individuals or retailers around the world. Right, OK. Now, y- y- a lot comes through Antwerp. Would Antwerp be a, a huge hub of this kind of business? Antwerp would be very, very large, uh, especially for Europe. Um, but India would be um, a global leader at the moment. Um, they would do you know, two thirds, if not larger, um, of the diamond cutting in the world. So that's where the, the issue seems to arise, uh, mainly with Russian diamonds. Right. OK, so when, when you get diamonds, Ronan, can you be 100% sure or do you know at all where they uh, were dug out of the ground? You can know to a certain extent, but you can never be 100% sure. Um, the main issue with the Russian diamonds is they, they're still taking up their the largest uh, diamond exporter of rough stones in the world but the majority of their stones go to India to be recut and the problem is once they land in India and are recut they're then reclassified as Indian diamonds so they're no longer Russian diamonds so Alarosa would be um, one of the biggest diamond mining companies in the world and they were actually sanctioned by the US government in February but through loads of different loopholes um, they're still able to uh, crack on and operate Right, okay, but going through Antwerp, would it be, there seems to be some puzzlement as to why, um, and the, as I understand it, the, the government of Belgium aren't against imposing a, a ban on importing Ru- uh, um, Russian diamonds. Is it, are, would they be that dependent on it that they might be scared they'd lose jobs and the like? Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a massive player in the industry and uh, even at the the kind of larger diamond, uh, the global kind of meetings that they would have, they would generally avoid bringing up the Ukraine war and talking about the Russian thing because they'd be vetoed by other uh, members in the, the groups. Um, but there are simple ways to, um, you know, dig into it a bit further with wherever you're buying a stone. Um, generally, the larger kind of stores wouldn't have as much knowledge or the salespeople mightn't have as much knowledge. Um they mightn't actually even care, to be honest. Um, but if you go to a smaller independent uh, jewellery maker, they would have a much closer tie with their either diamond dealer or diamond manufacturer. Mm. So they'd have a lot more kind of background knowledge about where stones have come from and they'd be able to reassure you uh, a little bit more, I would think. Yeah. So so essentially, at the end of the day, for, for someone like you, it's like the, the, the person, the next person back up the chain, you just yeah. have to, to trust them. A lot of it is trust, yeah. Uh, Like, for instance, I've been working with a very small group of diamond manufacturers for over 20 years. Um, But I would be contacted daily from different manufacturers in India or around the world, and they'd always be offering you better prices or better situations. But I just won't deal with them because I don't have any... You know, I don't have any knowledge on their background, where they're sourcing their stones. Whereas with the small group that I would deal with, and a lot of smaller independent jewellery shops would deal with, they would 
have a lot more knowledge and they just know um know the people a lot better we're, we're more kind of friends mm. and a lot more trust involved and that might be having a stone lent to you or asking them uh, deep down where that stone actually came from which mine it came from and there are certain ways you can trace it you could use a, a canada mark diamond uh, from canada and um, that can come with an accompanying search um, declaring and proving it actually came from a specific mine uh, in canada um, so there are ways around it um, and there are ways to kind of uh, satisfy yourself but I would always say to the customer, just satisfy yourself, ask questions, continually ask questions. Like I could have six or seven meetings with the client before they actually decide to go ahead and have mm -hmm. a ring designed and have a ring made or pick a certain stone. So, uh, yeah, just ask lots of questions. Yeah. Uh, do they cut a lot of stones in Israel as well? Am I wrong on that? Uh, there would be, uh, yeah, there would be stone cutting in Israel. Um, there'd be lots of different markets. Some places would have diamond centers where they would, really just sort them through and it could just be a hub um a diamond bourse and, and it's mainly for dealing in stones mm. um we would work with smaller designers in in our place in design yard and like for instance if a diamond isn't um you can't satisfy yourself satisfactorily that you can um be reassured where a diamond has come from you could go for an alternative stone you could go for a sapphire or ruby like we work with one particular maker that actually digs them out of the ground in queensland and then he facets the gems themselves and then he makes the ring that puts the stone in so you can't get any more uh, traceable mm. than that you know yes Gosh, it's the same as food, uh, really. This is it. Do, yeah, it, it. Does that mean that, you know, the Kimberley process by which we're supposed to be guaranteed that something isn't a blood diamond, can we be 100% yeah. sure of that process? Absolutely not, no. Uh, the Kimberley process has limitations. It is a great starting point, but it certainly does have limitations. Um, with the Kimberley process, there's very, very uh, tight definitions on what is um, covered by the Kimberley process. And like, for instance, in Zimbabwe, there was a, an atrocity in the Marenge diamond mines and all of those diamonds, they're actually still covered. You know, they were deemed not blood diamonds, but in fact, they actually were, um, if you were looking at it from a moral point of view. Um, with diamonds, they're quite expensive. Mm. Um, so everybody, especially if somebody is buying one, especially if it's a young couple, they're always price um, conscious. So a lot of the time, they will go for the cheapest option and that generally comes with its own limitations as in you know the cheapest is not always the best yeah. similarly like the most expensive is not always the best but i think dig deep ask lots of questions from whoever you're dealing with whether it's me or whether it's another store or some of the larger big chains um if you don't feel confident on the the person behind the stone that's selling it to you or if they can't back it up and tell you where the stone has come from originally just walk away there's somewhere else you can go yeah Mike one of our listeners somewhat cynical about all this says why are diamonds so expensive They're, they are not rare and there's no shortage of them they should be so much cheaper <laughs> they should be um, um, but they are actually very, very rare and high quality stones are rarer than anything else. Yellow diamonds, you could get one usable yellow diamond out of 10,000 uh, yellow diamonds. They, they are particularly rare, um, but I can understand where he is coming from. Ronan, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, that was Ronan Campbell there, a diamond and gemstone specialist uh, at Design Yard. And isn't it interesting though, that uh, the whole Kimberley process thing, plus also... You know, Russian diamonds. You could be, if you're looking in the market for buying a ring or something at Rome, you might want to think about that. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? 
think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.